0: Is it possible for a person to be bulletproof, protected beyond all measure of human understanding? I'll be right back. Hi, folks. Mark Bowser here to tell you about my friend Danny Lane. Danny Lane is an American hero. In fact, he's a hero of mine. I had the opportunity to sit down with Danny and write a book called Some Gave It All. It's his story as a young Marine in the Vietnam War. In 1968 and 1969, Danny was sent to Southeast Asia To help fight to keep us free. He earned two Purple Hearts in that war, among other medals for valor. Now, you may be more familiar with Danny's life as a martial artist. Danny is one of the top martial artists of all time. He's one of Chuck Norris's top black belts and has trained with Chuck Norris for over 35 years. He is a ninth degree black belt. Yeah, you heard me, a ninth degree. He is the real deal. He's a former world kickboxing champion and a nine-time national martial arts champion. Danny Lane is the real deal, and you're going to be excited as you read this story. It's going to be a page-turner for you, as it was for me as I helped him write this. Pick up your copy today. Some gave it all. Pick it up at a bookstore near you or at Amazon.com, or if you want an autographed copy, get one off my website at MarkBowser.com. Now, back to Let Me Tell You a Story. America's foremost historian, David Barton, shared a story that used to be found in American history textbooks for 150 years. Today, most students and Americans have never heard this story. The story takes place 20 years before the War for Independence. George Washington was a young man of 23 years old when he was called to duty in the French and Indian War. The war was between the United Kingdom and France. Both sides had claimed ownership of the land around the Ohio and Mississippi Rivers. A peaceful agreement couldn't be made, so war broke out between the two European powers. The Americans joined the British side, and most of the Native Americans joined with the French. At the time, George Washington was colonel of the Virginia militia. So George Washington and 100 of his militia joined with General Braddock to kick the French out of Fort Duquesne, which is now the city of Pittsburgh. On July 9, 1755, they walked right into an ambush. The British were still about seven miles from the fort, marching in the Midwestern wilderness when all of a sudden they began taking on fire from both sides of their path. The French and Indians shot at them from all angles, from behind trees, underneath logs, sheltered with rocks, and even from above in the top of trees. The British were some of the world's best and most experienced soldiers. Unfortunately, it was that European style of warfare. In that style, both armies would line up in a straight line on opposite sides of the field and bravely fire at each other. So in the middle of the wilderness, the British did what they had been trained to do. They lined up shoulder to shoulder, neatly as if they were marching in a parade. They were easy pickings for the enemy. The Indians and French, protected by their hiding places, took out the British with ease. In only two hours, over 700 of the 1,300 British and Virginia Virginia militia troops were slaughtered. Only 30 of the French and Indians had been shot. George Washington was the only officer who was not shot off of his horse. This 23-year-old militia leader found himself in command of what was left of the British Army. What should he do? Continue to fight? Washington knew what he had to do. He must save what was left of his men. Washington gathered up the remaining troops and retreated back to Fort Cumberland. During the battle, several horses had been shot out from underneath Washington. And later that night, Washington found four bullet holes in his jacket, but he had not been touched by one bullet. He told his family in a letter that, By the all-powerful dispensations of Providence, I have been protected beyond all human probability or expectation. Washington knew he was protected by Almighty God. There was not a doubt in his mind about that. Fifteen years later, George Washington and a close friend returned to those same woods where the battle had been fought. An Indian chief heard that Washington was there and traveled far to meet with him. The Native American chief told Washington that he had been a leader in that great battle and that he had instructed his braves to single out all of the officers, including Washington. The chief himself had shot at Washington 17 times without success. Believing that Washington was under the protection of the great spirit, the chief told his braves to quit firing at Washington. On that day in 1770, the chief told Washington, I have traveled a long and weary path that I might see the young warrior of the great battle. I've come to pay homage to the man who is the particular favorite of heaven and who can never die in battle. There was a time when most American children were taught that story in school about our first president. Today, most Americans have never heard that story. A recent poll shared that only 40% of Americans have a basic knowledge of history. That's a basic knowledge of history. That is very sad and dangerous. Philosopher George Santayana said, Those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. Now, that lesson goes both directions. Today, there are ignorant cries to tear down statues in an attempt to erase part of our history. But if we don't remember the mistakes of the past, then we are condemned to repeat them. There is evil in parts of history. We must never repeat the sins of the past. So we must understand history. We must understand how the Hitler of the 1930s became the Hitler of the 1940s and killed over 11 million Jewish people. We must understand the history of slavery and how one man, Abraham Lincoln, led the fight in that scourge in the United States in 1863. History is not without evil, but we must remember it. History is also filled with stories of good, and we must remember them too. We must walk on the shores of Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, and remember the Wright Brothers and man's leap into a bigger world. We must remember that first shaky flight, and how it shined a light onto the path that led us to Tranquility Base on July 20, 1969, when Neil Armstrong declared, That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. So, is it possible to be bulletproof and protected by all measure of human understanding? Beyond that? Oh yeah. This is Mark Bowser. Thanks for listening. Are you looking for a speaker for your next organizational event? Look no further than the host of this podcast, Mark Bowser. He's presented seminars to Southwest Airlines, Princeton University, the United States Marine Corps, Dell, and many more. Learn more about Mark speaking and other work on markbowser.com.